0: Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjon, president of Command Partners, the top crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. Each week I interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am with David Rabby with Tovala. David, thank you for joining us.
1: It's my pleasure, Roy. Thanks for having me.
0: So the smart oven that makes home cooking easy. Tell us all about the product.
1: Sure. So Tovala is a smart countertop oven, and it's paired with a companion meal delivery service. So it's super simple. You, you buy the smart oven. It replaces your toaster oven, replaces your microwave. And then when you want to order our meals... You subscribe to our service. Meals get delivered once a week, totally fresh and pre-prepped and ready to cook. So when you're ready to eat, all you do is take the meal, scan a label that's on the meal under the barcode reader on the appliance, and just push start. The appliance knows exactly how to cook that meal. So let's say it's a miso-glazed salmon with forbidden rice and broccoli. It will steam and bake that meal for three minutes at 350 degrees Fahrenheit and then finish it with a broil at for 10 minutes at 5.50 to crisp and char the salmon and broccoli just right. And every meal has its own unique recipe profile to cook it to perfection every single time. And there's no cleanup that's required. It sounds too good to be true, David. It works. We have many units out in the wild in people's homes being tested. We've served over 2,000 meals to this point, And we have one final production-ready unit already that, that we're testing and is, and is working.
0: That's great. Yeah, we were able to uh, watch. Uh, there's a great interview or uh, article with you guys on TechCrunch. I saw you brought the product into their offices. That looked uh, pretty successful.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a fun interview, and the food tasted really good, as it does. People tend to be a little skeptical until they actually try our meals, but uh, the food surprises people, and, and that's what converts them.
0: So this is a unique campaign where basically you have a physical product that you obviously want the folks to own, but then you also have the, the food you know, prep option as well. How come you didn't include uh, reward options in your campaign for the, the pre-cooked meals?
1: You know, we went back and forth on that. And because the meal service is complementary to the product, we didn't want to overly complicate our rewards. To be honest, I I don't know if that was the right decision or not. And there wasn't a template for us to follow. So, you know, we decided to go this one direction. And, and, uh, and then once we're in the market, you know, we'll hopefully have people start ordering the meals then.
0: Very interesting. So let's, let's jump back a little bit in terms of talking about where did the the product start? Uh, What's the backstory there?
1: So I've been really into food since I was about 18 years old. And I spent the first five years after undergrad working in the food industry. And then I went to get my MBA. And when I was in business school, I was very, very busy. I was time strapped. And I didn't have time to make my own meals anymore. And I started resorting to options like delivery and frozen food and fast casual restaurants like Chipotle. And I thought there has to be a better solution here where I can get the home-cooked meals that I'm used to, fresh, piping hot, but without having to do any of the work. And so that was the genesis of the idea, and then I saw so much innovation happening not just in the home and the smart kitchen, but also in the fresh food delivery space. So companies like Blue Apron, Hello Fresh, Instacart, Munchery, all innovating and finding ways to get fresh ingredients and fresh cooked meals to people very quickly and very efficiently. And I thought there was an opportunity there to merge two very interesting trends and business models.
0: So you guys have built a complementary app uh, to go along with the physical product itself. Uh, What what have been some of the struggles with that?
1: Um, That is a good question. You know, the app is not incredibly complex. It's more the firmware. So making the app connect to the oven and control each of the individual elements accurately is, is a technical challenge. and and have temperature control within just a few degrees, that's something that has taken us a while to get to. Um, But we now have a a quote-unquote developer kit that, you know, our chefs use to create recipes, and it works. It works really well.
0: So you also allow folks to kind of curate their own recipes as well. How would something like that work, you know, utilizing your system?
1: Yeah, so that's one of the the pieces of this that we're most excited about. With the app, you'll be able to control – Every individual heating element. So the bottom broiler, the top broiler, the fan, as well as the steamer and the temperature within the chamber to create your own amazing recipes. And let's say you come up with something great. You can upload it to our website with beautiful pic- pictures of the end product and explanation for how you prep the meal and measurements and all of that. And if enough people vote that meal up and recreate it and say that it's great, we will then come to you, the chef, and say, listen, if you're interested, we can produce this meal in our kitchens, put your brand on it, distribute it across the country, so get you name recognition, and then also pay you a royalty on every meal that's sold. And so we think we'll be able to empower home chefs and really build up a community of people that are creating recipes for our platform.
0: Yeah, I think that's a brilliant angle, especially you know, taking the product to crowdfunding and then utilizing the crowd thereafter. What were some of the guidance, I mean, potentially, you know, talk about uh, how Y Combinator has helped you guys uh, accelerate into crowdfunding and into the product development side.
1: So the best thing about Y Combinator has been the focus. Uh, Our company moved from Chicago to the Bay Area for the three months of YC. And we're living in the same house that we're working in. We eat all our meals together. And we're hyper-focused on just a few things, you know, getting our product right, beta testing, getting feedback, and and building up to this Kickstarter campaign. And I think being able to eliminate distractions has really allowed us to move incredibly fast and make more progress in three months than, you know, we would have expected to make in nine to 12 months.
0: Would you recommend other startups or entrepreneurs in a similar, not necessarily category, but to really look into the accelerator programs that are available out on the West Coast?
1: I think it depends on the accelerators. I can only speak to the two that we've been a part of, and each one provided an immense amount of value and was hugely beneficial to us for multiple reasons. So if it's one of those two, then I would highly, highly recommend them.
0: Got it. So what, um, what's been your favorite meal or food so far uh, that you guys have been able
1: to uh, produce? Well, that's a great question. We have been eating the last like four or five days, we've had some extra, we've got this amazing stuffed chicken recipe. It's uh, cleanly made, dry brined stuffed chicken stuffed with mushrooms, spinach and Asiago cheese and then it comes with a side of either roasted asparagus with lemon pesto or for the more indulgent well, people in our group, mac and cheese and we've been feasting on that for the last four or five days and it's, it's phenomenal.
0: I think our listeners are salivating now. Um, Give me an idea of, you know, on the marketing side, it's always interesting to hear some of the things that companies did uh, in terms of leading up to launching the crowdfunding campaign. Can
1: you touch on some of that? Sure. You know, we we did a whole bunch of different things. I think probably the two most powerful ones were we really did our best to build up a community of evangelists before we launched our campaign. So I, I think I mentioned we served about 2,000 meals over the last three months. And I had, I had been working on this business really full bore since May of 2015. And so a lot of people knew about the product. They knew about the idea. And it just made it easier to hit the ground running. And I think was one reason why we had such a great start. And then the second piece of that was we spent some time cultivating relationships with the press, securing warm introductions, and really fine-tuning our product demo so that when we met with them, we were in a good place. The machine was making delicious meals and, and it looked really good. And, and that whole thing was, was nice and made for a compelling story, uh, which, which led to a lot of the press that we got, which in turn led to a lot of traffic on the page.
0: Awesome. Yeah, you guys have obviously secured some, some great coverage. Uh, and it's great to hear that, you know, it, one, you involved the community early on, which I think is critical to the overall success of companies on launch day. Um, but also that you were, you know, already talking to the media and getting engagement from potential fans and purchasers of the product before it ever went live. So I think you guys, you know, obviously saw great success on launch day where you did over 100K on on launch. So uh, great work on that. Um, Were there any other pitfalls or potential uh, tidbits or nuggets that you want to lend our community of things to be aware of while doing your pre campaign efforts?
1: Yeah, I think one thing which we spent some time on, but I would have liked to spend more time on would be testing the specific messaging on our page. And that's a very difficult thing to do because these things tend to be last minute. And even with us, we'd been planning this campaign for months. The page itself wasn't done until you know the last few hours before launch. And so it's a difficult thing to do, but as much as possible to get your messaging and your video and your your iconography in front of people that are going to visit the page and don't know much about your business, I think can be immensely valuable because all of a sudden you get so many people looking at your page and we don't know what they're thinking and and what they're feeling as they're going through the the content. And so if you can preempt that a little bit and, and figure out what are going to be the big questions, what are the real hooks here and emphasize those before you launch your campaign it could save you a, a lot of time and effort and potentially lead to a much bigger campaign.
0: Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. So where, in terms of your team, what, how, how has your team been structured uh, in terms of balancing the promotion of the campaign as well as all the other technical elements from the app to the, the physical hardware?
1: So we have seven full-time people now, and it's pretty equally split between our technical team and our non-technical team. And the seven are full time. We also have chefs that are working for us in a few different places, and we had some outside help with the video as well. But for the first two or three days of the campaign, and and the day, the couple of days before, it was all hands on deck. So all seven people were hunkered down working full time on the campaign. And then the few first few days of launch, we had so much inbound that we needed help from every single person. But we've been able to kind of leverage the fact that we wanted to, at the same time, build up brand evangelists and get feedback on our product and the experience. So the business and marketing teams were working very closely with the technical team on that piece because both of us were really benefiting from doing all of this outreach and testing in the months leading up to the campaign.
0: Got it. Great advice. Now let's, uh, let's jump into our launch round where I rapidly fire questions away from, at you. Sound
1: good? Okay, let's do it. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Probably my father. He's been an entrepreneur almost his entire life. And I, I don't even remember a time when I thought I wouldn't run, run and launch my own business.
0: If you could make a meal for any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be?
1: Wow. <laughs> That is a great question. Probably, probably Bill Gates or Warren Buffett.
0: What would you make
1: them? I'd make them a dry roast chicken. It is one of our best meals. It's cleanly prepared. There's four ingredients, salt, pepper, a tiny bit of sugar, and a chicken breast, and it comes out incredibly juicy and crisp on the outside.
0: What would be your first question?
1: What was the biggest mistake you made in your first five to 10 years as an entrepreneur?
0: What business book or life book would you recommend to our listeners?
1: Um. Wow, I've read so many. I recently read Good to Great Again by Jim Collins. I think it's a pretty interesting book in terms of leadership lessons. And I'm also a huge fan of social psychology books. I think so much of business and leadership comes down to communication and understanding people's motivations. And as much as you can educate yourself on that, I think is hugely valuable.
0: Yeah, I agree. Great book. Uh, Where do you see yourself
1: in five years? I think our product will be in some shape or form in almost every home in America.
0: Last question. What do you think the future of crowdfunding looks like?
1: I think it'll continue to be a platform for people to prove that there's demand for ideas. And I also think for better or for worse, crowdfunding is going to turn into a vehicle for people to take equity stakes in startups.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Are you going to equity crowdfund uh, Tovala eventually, potentially?
1: That is not in the cards right now.
0: Got it. Got it. Well, David, you've been a pleasure to have on this show. Uh, please give us your pitch. Tell our listeners what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should purchase this Tovala.
1: Thanks, Roy. Yeah, if you want to check us out on Kickstarter, just look up Tovala. The product is ultimately going to retail for around $329. And we still have a tier of ovens available for just 199 which is an incredible deal. So appreciate all the support and... Um, Please reach out if you guys have any questions or want to talk about the product.
0: Awesome. David, thank you again for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for show notes and links to what we talked about and a full transcript of the episode. David, thanks again for being on the show.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Roy.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and share it with your friends. If you need a more hands-on crowdfunding marketing strategy, please visit our website at commandpartners.com and request a quote. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time.